0: Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. And also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Try Hard, where all stories are heard and told. This week, I have a very special guest who needs no introduction, but she's getting one anyway. She is a singer-songwriter, friend of mine, and all-around great human. Please welcome Katie Tenenbaum.
1: Hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you for that lovely introduction.
0: You're quite welcome, Katie. (laughs) I am super stoked to have you here. And this has been a long time coming because I was trying to, I was kind of scrambling to find a guest <laughs> this week. No offense, but... None take.
1: Thank you so much for the invite. I am honored to be a guest on your show. All
0: right, so this week, we are diving into social anxiety, which is something that I have some experience with. Mm-hmm. I want you to kind of be, like, my sounding board and, like, kind of help me and others who have experienced this before to to help them with it.
1: Of course, yeah. All
0: right, so I'm going to run off some uh, facts and stats first, if you oh. don't mind. Of course not. So these are from the National Institute of Mental Health. Uh. So the symptoms of social anxiety include, uh, high fear, nervousness, uh, your heart's racing, excessive sweating. Uh, you you have a dry throat or a dry mouth. It's triggered by meeting new people, crowds, being the center of attention when you don't want to be, and meeting people who are important. Uh, not only like people who are like over you, like at your job, but that can also be like, um, being starstruck. I guess. Um, but it doesn't just, um, affect adults, but for the symptoms of adults, they have a uh, fear of judgment, you have, uh, anxiety of anticipation, like, what well, if I mess this up, I really don't want to mess this up. Um, and, like spending excessive amounts of time going over how they, how the interaction went and what went wrong with it, and just mentally... Telling themselves this is going to go horrible. Um, for teens and kids. It's a little bit different. Um, like for, for kids. They ask a lot of what if questions. Like what if I say the wrong thing. What if I. Um, uh, tell them. Like uh, when I was. Uh, when I met my. Stepdad's dad for the first time. I introduced myself to him as my mom's daughter <laughs> i still remember that to this day oh my gosh i'm sure he doesn't that's probably a good thing uh but so that's what happened for me um because can have tantrums if so they don't want to be like out with other people and they can be very fearful of criticism which i definitely feel on a spiritual level me too um. As far as teenagers go, they can go to, like, extreme lengths to avoid social situations, like, making up, like, really random excuses, uh, blushing, trembling, sweating.
1: It can be understand. really extreme.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I probably got the better deal as far as social anxiety goes because, like, the worst it's been for me has been, like ordering food at a restaurant like I have to like rehearse my order in my head at least three times or it will not go the way because you'll either
1: forget something or you'll misspeak something like that
0: yeah but it's gotten better over the years Katie what experiences do you have with social anxiety
1: So with what you said about, you know, constantly thinking like, oh, I did this wrong or something like that, definitely with work, I've had so many instances where, oh, I did this wrong or this is gonna go horribly. And I always want my coworker to think that I did the best that I could, but it's just that one part of my brain that's always saying, oh, you didn't do this right. And it says, always in my head. So that's definitely one important instance. And would you consider public speaking social anxiety?
0: It is definitely a form of social anxiety. But that was, I actually covered that last week with Jess mm-hmm. um, in uh, performance anxiety. Oh, definitely. Like, this, is, this is kind of like a blend of the two. Like they can, definitely. Like, mix with each other listeners I am kind of moving my hands around (laughs) in an attempt to mix these two together
1: and even same thing with my job when I was meeting the head boss of my company it's it's always so nerve-wracking even when I see him in the office I said oh hi Frank and I just try and make a good impression when maybe he's thinking oh you know what's she doing you know like all these different thoughts because he's the you know, head head of the company. So it's always very nerve wracking when I see him.
0: Yeah. Um so Katie, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm gonna tell a story real quick sure. and see if you can relate. Okay. So as I've I've mentioned, I was always the the shy kid when I was younger. I was it was kind of hard for for me to make friends like I, I usually kept myself like even as um, even as like a toddler like I prefer to just you know be by myself do my own thing just like stack them the blocks over here and like my mom and dad actually kept me back a year uh, when I was five before I could go to kindergarten because they didn't think I was socially ready enough. Like, I didn't have enough social ability. Because, like, my mom was a stay-at-home mom for part of... Um, for pretty much of it, especially when I was younger. And, like, as a result of that, I didn't have much interaction with people outside of my family members and a few of, like, my parents' friends and their kids. So...
1: So it was different for you compared to someone else who was your same age that went up to kindergarten first grade where with you you got held back.
0: Yeah. And like I could have I could have graduated with the class before me and been fine. That's actually where most of my my friends were was in that that group. And like I joke with uh, with one of my friends because he's younger than me. But he like two months younger than me, but he graduated a year before I did. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Like I was my birthday's in June, his birthday's in August. But he's like he's had a lot more life experience than me. Okay. So
1: Well, you know, you're still young and of course, you know, social anxiety can't just, you know, disappear, but you can always try and improve on it and improve on, you know, what went wrong you know first time if you feel anxious in a social situation just try and remember what you can do or try and think of what you can do to try and ease your mind ease your body so you're not stressed about it but for me I've always been it's funny we talk about social anxiety I've always been a social person I've never been awkward in these kind of situations but of course I think for everyone I think it's human that we've all had at least one, like, terrifying social anxiety situation.
0: Yeah. So, because you're more of a social person, what kind of, what what advice can you give to people uh, like me and people who have it much worse than me who maybe don't think they can interact with people they don't know very well.
1: So, obviously, I can't speak for you, you know, like, to totally help, but I can always try and give advice. But the best thing to do if you're meeting someone new and you don't know what to say is to always ask questions questions are great conversation starters and they keep the conversation going so maybe if you're on a date or you're meeting a mutual friend or or a friend's friend you know it's always great to ask you know what you do for a job if you're working or if you're in college what's your major you know like it keeps the conversation going and it doesn't make you feel awkward or like what am I gonna say next you know and with that tip my mom actually taught me that it's a great way to keep a conversation going and not have like an awkward gap of not knowing what to say
0: yeah because that is my worst enemy is the awkward silence. yeah definitely it's like I when I don't know what to say I don't say anything
1: and it gets really awkward
0: yeah and that's What puts most—that's what puts a lot of people off. Like my my mom's told me multiple times. Like, Ethan, say I'm thinking when you don't know what to say.
1: And even if you know you're in school or something, and you make a new friend, you can talk about maybe hobbies you enjoy, and maybe they'll enjoy the same thing. So it doesn't have to be like if you're in like a coffee shop or something with friends. It could be in school at the lunchroom if you're sitting next to a new person. You know, in class you can always try and start the conversation or if they have a cool sticker or like their shirt's cool you can always say hey like your shirt you know where'd you get it what say it's a video game shirt like you know what video game is it or if you do know it you know it's like a it's a common bond that you can learn from them about or something like that you can learn from them and with that you can slowly become better at talking to new people.
0: So, like, finding ways that you might have things in common?
1: Exactly, yeah. So, you know, if they have a cool shirt, a cool hat, or something, you can say, hey, that's a cool shirt. Where'd you get it? Or, you know, we have that conversation. So,
0: So Katie, you said it was um, kind of an essential part of human existence to have one social situation that you really messed up in what's that for you
1: oh man well I think this probably would have to go with what you talked about last week with performance anxiety and as you said that can kind of go hand in hand so I think I'm gonna use that because that's the only one I can think of right now so I went to a performing arts summer camp throughout high school and it was awesome and I'm more of a singer I'm not an actress by any means and we had this big show at the end of the month and i had to recite these poems like shell server poems and i was on stage and i've never really had stage fright i've always been very comfortable but with reciting monologues i've never really done that i've always remembered songs and you know different lyrics so reciting poems and monologues is this whole different thing for me so I was on stage for like hundreds of so people and it was the Shel Silverstein poem and it was like counting down something. I don't remember what it was. And I totally mm-hmm. blanked. I miscounted. It was like it was like one something and I meant to like seven something. Like I was so embarrassed. I was like a deer in headlights. I was like, oh my God. And I... I kind of brushed it off because the best thing to do if you don't remember something if you're on stage is to improvise and that's what I tried to do but it went horribly wrong (laughs) so that was definitely my worst experience like social quote unquote air quotes social anxiety performance anxiety experience hands down what about you what was your worst one
0: my worst gosh okay you are about to hear one of my most embarrassing moments oh no and so are the listeners so oh boy but like that's 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 what I want with uh, with my is for for me to be real and for my guests course, yeah. to be real and to be authentic this is not the first time I've told this story which is good this is the first time I'm telling it on the air, but it's not the first time I've told it to people. So when I was probably about 12, I was at my friend's birthday party. We were at the public pool, and we were all, uh, you know, getting up to go on the diving board, right? And I was on, um, I was on the high dive.
1: Oh my gosh, like yeah. 10 feet high. Super high, yeah.
0: I was I've never been afraid of heights, that's not what this is about. But I I'm climbing up there and I jump off the diamond board and my swimsuit was not tied. Oh my gosh. So I mooned a lifeguard.
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: At a public pool. Oh no. Which means there were probably more people who saw my naked 12-year-old butt than I wanted (laughs) to. Oh, no. And I accidentally skinny-dipped in the process. Oh,
1: no. But was your bathing suit around your legs, or...?
0: It was around my ankles.
1: Okay, at least it didn't go to the bottom of the pool. That would have been
0: a terrible ending. that would have sucked. (laughs) But... um, but I was like super embarrassed and just kind of walked into the bathroom, and just kind of sat in the corner of like the public shower and just kind of rocked myself back and oh, forth because no. I was like, oh no, Definitely I just exposed myself to like a hundred people at the same time. Oh no! And then my friend's dad came into the bathroom and was like, Ethan, are you okay? And I'm like. Give me a few minutes, and like after that, yeah. But, but the rest of the night was okay. But like that, it's that like something really, you'll
1: uh, never forget.
0: Right, that was that was seven years ago for me. So it's uh, and even it really stuck with me.
1: You said, I think another part of social anxiety. I think you mentioned it is a lot of people in one place. And I can definitely relate to that because there's an event here in New York called New York Comic Con. And it is... I'm going next month. It's huge. It is humongous. And there are so many people, especially on Saturday, maneuvering through crowds, going through the aisles. And it's really stressful because I'm with my boyfriend, I'm with his friends, but you're trying to maneuver through the crowds and it's like... Get out of my way. There's right. so many it's it's crazy. The the place where it's held is getting too like there's so many people that come. We need a bigger place for it. So
0: Well it's one of the biggest comic cons in the country besides LA, right? Right,
1: it, it's one of them, yeah.
0: Are you guys cosplaying?
1: Um, well so sometimes well, the past two years I've gone as an inkling from Splatoon. So I'm gonna do that again, but that's probably Saturday and then Sunday I just dress like regular. So
0: why can I see you as an inkling? That just makes sense to
1: me. <laughs> I have a picture from last year.
0: Uh, we okay.
1: might let the viewers see that. We might. <laughs> Maybe.
0: Uh,
1: but that definitely so. is a huge crowd. Definitely gets me anxious.
0: So I'm gonna ask you. Something else sure. like. Have you ever seen the movie The Parks of Being a Wallflower?
1: I have, yeah.
0: How accurate do you think that depiction of social anxiety is?
1: I think it's pretty accurate, you know, you're just a wallflower, you know, just in the background and like for some people they don't they hate talking with new people and they hate being in those kind of situations. And I haven't seen the movie in a long time. But but I do think that depiction and even the title, you know, the perks of being a wallflower, just kind of being in the background, not being the center of attention, just with your group of friends that you know is how you're comfortable with. And you don't want to meet new people because you're comfortable with your group of friends and who you know. So I do think that's accurate.
0: Um, So Katie, um, Yes. I've kind of run through all my notes. Is there anything else you want to talk about related to this at all? Hmm.
1: Well, as I said, I know I can't speak for everyone, but if you do have social anxiety and you do want to try you really wanna try to meet new people or trying, I wouldn't say get over social anxiety, but definitely try to improve your, improve how you handle meeting new people. And as I said, maybe if you're not comfortable asking questions, maybe you can, you know, if you're with, say you're at a coffee shop, you know, and you're with a friend, who you're comfortable with, you know, it's just like baby steps, I guess. But don't mm-hmm. do something you're not comfortable doing, you know. So, and again, the if you're trying to talk t- to someone in school in class, you know that I think that's a great first step too.
0: Now, you talking about bringing um, bring up like how to improve that, made me think of something that my friends and I actually did over the summer. Okay. So my my friend Noah, okay, I'm going to call him out right now. <laughs> Noah has, um, he's been watching a lot of the YouTube channel Yes Theory, Okay. if you've ever heard of them. No,
1: I haven't.
0: Okay, well basically what Yes Theory does, from what I've heard, is he like He goes up to random people on the street and it's just like, hey, do you want to go skydiving? (laughs) And they just do it. So Noah's like, I want to do that. But on a smaller scale. So.
1: Fun fact, I've been skydiving and it's really fun. Continue.
0: (laughs) So him, me and my friend Ben, we all go to the mall, right? And Noah's got this whole thing planned out in this and He's like, okay, guys, I have this game. And what we're going to do is we're going to go up to random people and ask them certain questions mm-hmm. or uh, do certain things. And for however many. Um, or like based on like how we judge how difficult this thing is to do we're going to award you a certain amount of points <laughs> so Ben is even more socially anxious than me and the, yeah no and Noah's like yeah let's do it let's go guys come on hit the ground running we got we're burning daylight here and I'm like okay and then Ben's like uh no but inadvertently Noah made me more socially capable over the over those like two or three months that we did this cuz we did this like on a weekly basis And we just go up to random people in the mall and be like, Hey, where'd you get your shirt? Or, hey, you want to go get some food? (laughs) Or something like that? And through that experience, talking to random people, I've definitely grown more comfortable with strangers, because now... um, Now that I'm in college, there are a lot of people that I don't know. Yes. All in the same place. Yes. And just being more at ease with strangers is definitely a good skill to have.
1: Right. And like you said... Sorry.
0: That's where, like... That's where that little...
1: And even with that, you know, you said when you order food, you have to replay what you're ordering in your head. And for you talking to strangers, that can help with like ordering food and stuff. Because I know a lot of people don't like ordering food or like talking on the phone with someone. They just do it through the app. They don't talk with anyone and then you're done.
0: Yeah, and I will say that I definitely prefer, um, like texting over calling with certain people right. because like the only people that I really call are like close friends and family and that's about it right but even this experience like being on the same call as you is just improving right. me as a person
1: I'm not a weirdo I promise <laughs>
0: no more than me i'm sure <laughs> so i tried to introduce a po- uh, segment a couple of weeks ago called what made you smile
1: oh i love that
0: so what made me smile this week was babies
1: yes i love babies too. <laughs> Babies.
0: babies never cease to make me smile. That's so true. They are always smiling, and that just makes me super happy. Not
1: all the time. They could be crying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but when they're happy, generally everyone else is happy. Correct. And actually... I love that. I I tweeted that out earlier, and Jess responded to it, and she said... What did Jess say? Come on. <laughs> Jess finally found a leash and collar set that perfectly matches Nanny's harness after searching for over a year. So that's what made Jess smile this week. Katie, what made you smile this week?
1: Well, it has to be today because, number one, I'm a guest on your podcast. Again, thank you for that. And two, I got to see my grandma today. And That's amazing. She's adorable. She's I'm five two. She's like four something. She said, did, "Did I shrink or did you grow?" I said, "Grandma, you're so funny." So she always makes me feel good with like all the compliments. I'm like, "Grandma, you're too kind." So it's always nice seeing her because she's ninety three years old, and you just never know. You know, you never know. So it's always a great. Time when I get to see her. So,
0: all right, Katie. We are approaching the thirty-minute mark. Is, are there any last-minute things you'd like to say?
1: No, I I think I said what I had to say. I think I'm good.
0: All right. That being said, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Oh, I love this question. So I am on Instagram at. K 95 that's kaytayy 95. and in my bio i have a soundcloud account where you can listen to some originals that i do original songs and some covers on my guitar and ukulele so that's on instagram slash soundcloud and i'm also on twitter at that one kt so that and then number one zero uh, o-n-e because i can spell and kt and that's pretty much it.
0: All right. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Ethan.t.Hulin. You can find me on Twitter at etphonehome. The O's are zeros and the E's are threes. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's very original. I just wanted to do straight up etphonehome, but that was already taken. Of course, of course. Uh, you can find the podcast on Instagram at Twitter at True Stories Pod. Um, thank you for listening to True Stories of a Try. However, all stories are ho- are heard and told. I've been Ethan Hewlin, she's been Katie Tenenbaum. I'll talk. I'll, I'll talk at you next week. So until then, this is Ethan Hewlin signing off.